Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware dealers. And that's not just one hour, but both hours. So stop in and tell them thanks. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, here's Neil. Thank you, Stubby, very much. This is our second hour. We're here every, I'm here every uh, Saturday. Mike's here too, Mike Bass. Uh, we are a we team here in terms of I am so lucky to have him as my producer of the program and a phone screener. He just pretty much is a uh, kind of like a one-man band. He does it all for me, and I am very grateful for that. Uh, every Saturday from 1 until 3, and then Sunday mornings we move down the hall and up the, up the block. It's the same building, just around the corner. Uh, to WBAP from 8 until 10. So call me tomorrow morning uh, at uh, at BAP. So it's a, a wonderful opportunity to be with you twice. Um, if you'd like to call now, we have one line open. It's 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. Uh, normally I would have my most asked question for this week, but uh, you know, with my Facebook page totally messed up, Facebook did something strange, and I have hired several people and asked several people who uh, are looking and seeing if I can hire them, any of them. And, and uh, I had what was originally called a fan page in 2010 when it was set up. Our daughter-in-law set it up for me. I didn't know Facebook then. And it's had several iterations since, and... Uh, uh, they uh, changed the formatting of it uh, three weeks ago, and for the life of me, I can't find where you can post questions on it and where I can answer your questions if you did post them. They they totally messed it up, and I, maybe they did that to other pages, commercial pages. Um, I don't talk politics. I don't. I don't do anything other than it's a, it's a gardening page where I give you garden tips and things. But uh, without that, I don't have the access to most asked questions nearly as, as well as I used to. So I don't think I'm going to put one in here right now. I, I'd rather get back to your calls. Uh, that said, let me tell you about Whiskey Stone, and then we'll go right to Sue Ellen and Waxahachie and Mike in Rockwall. Um, Whiskey Stone, leaders in the stone industry. They know stones. Uh, like a plumber knows wrenches. I mean, they know their stone. Whiskey Stone, Mike and Derek Wisnat, a father and son team, and Mike's dad started the business in 1983, so it's a third-generation family business and uh, great people. At 4501 East, South, uh, East Loop 820 South, 4501 East Loop 820 South, if you think about the city of Fort Worth and you think about the very far southeast corner of the city of Fort Worth, that's where Whiskey Stone is. And their phone number is 817-429-0822. On the web, it is whiz-q.com, W-H-I-Z-Q.com. And the Q stands for Corey, Mike Wisnat, Derek Wisnat and a hyphen and a Q, like in quarry and dot com. They go to the finest quarries anywhere around, all across the southwest and even beyond, to find the stone that they bring back to Whiskey Stone. And they have every kind of stone you might need, whether it's decorative stone for uh, a patio surface or a walkway, or whether it's a uh, for maybe a fountain that you're having built for you, or a retaining wall. Whatever it is, river rock, just beautiful river rock for a decorative accent, they have it all. Beautiful gravel, paved stone interlocking concrete pavers. Go to Whiskey Stone open Monday through Saturday, closed on Sundays. 4501 East Loop 820 South, Southeast Fort Worth, 817-429-0822, whiz-q.com. They deliver anywhere you can hear me. It's Whiskey Stone. Hi, I'm JJ from Ace Hardware of Richardson at the corner of Coit and Beltline. When you need reliable, localized help and those great Weber Grill products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. And they really are. Thank you, my friend JJ. Let's go back to the phone lines now, as promised. If you'd like to take that last uh, line, it's still available. Nobody grabbed it. I'm surprised. 888-787-5543. Sue Ellen in Waxahachie. This is Neil. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm so glad to get in because I need your help. All right. Uh, 
um, my cannas for about the last three or four weeks now have had these huge bites, chunks out of the leaves. And it's usually about three feet high, straight across my whole stand, no matter where I've got the cannas. Um, I did find one situation where it was a leaf roller, but this is different. I thought maybe it was grasshoppers, but in this last three or four weeks, I have found one tiny green grasshopper. That's it. Sue Ellen, uh, I, th- I still think it's leaf rollers. I think there are a couple of species of leaf rollers that, that uh, will go after cannas. It's been a couple of years since I did detailed research on them and did a, a story uh, for eGardens on leaf rollers. Uh, I believe there's more than one type. One type gets them very early and, and gets them when they're really tightly rolled. But I think that's exactly what you have. Uh, the systemic insecticide, imidacloprid, is what you would want to use, and unfortunately you want to use it before they show up, so it's a little bit late now to think about it, but you could stop uh, any further development on, on uh, uh, new stems that are forming yet this year, and then you could start a little bit earlier next year. I would use it as a soil drench, and uh, you could spray also and, and let it run down into the, uh, uh, into the, the, the cones of the, uh, in, you know, where the leaves are tightly rolled. Uh, imidacloprid is a very common insecticide. It sounds like a mouthful of letters, and it is. It's I-M-I-D-A-C-L-O-P-R-I-D. But it's it's in many, many products. And uh, uh, that that is what I would recommend to you, and I think that will stop the, the can of leaf rollers. I, I will go back and do my research again. Sometimes I have to do it two or three times until I commit it to memory, but... But I believe there are a couple of kinds of canna leaf rollers. Would that account for a leaf being fine yesterday and today it is chewed into? And it's an irregular, it's not nice round holes. It is a One very the, irregular, huge bite out. And it yeah. doesn't necessarily take the whole leaf. It'll take maybe from each side. Well... Uh, bite marks are hard to describe and hard to predict. I know, uh, I know, but I don't the, know how uh, to the, describe. The, the, the common canna leaf roller that we're all used to is the one that drills through the leaves while they're still tightly mm-hmm. uh, furled. Mm-hmm. And as they unroll, it looks like a machine gun has gone across the uh, the leaf. The other mm-hmm. one uh, that, that I want to do the research on is one that makes them look like they were stuck into the discharge chute of a lawnmower. They're just shredded. Uh, or, or partially put into a paper shredder, and you pull them back out, and, oh, my gosh, look at this. And uh, that's the one that I, I don't recall exactly, but but uh, but I believe it also okay. is a can of leaf roller. Yeah, and and those bite yeah. marks could be anything. But grasshoppers certainly will, will do the same thing. Katydids could do the same thing. Anything that eats quickly in, in uh, luxuriant amounts could do that. Um, is it happening at night or in the daytime? And that I am not positive of, but they do come back. Um, yeah. I haven't ever well, seen Canada's, anything Canada's in the daytime. And I visit, yeah, I, have, I visit my garden during the day. I have not seen sure. anything. That one little grasshopper and then, of course, tomato worms, which I've got that under control now. But right. I cannot see anything, and that's what's so frustrating. And well, watch watch book. the damage. Forget forget looking for the insect. Look for the damage, and and when uh-huh. you see new damage, just make mental note of what was damaged today. Look tomorrow or look tonight uh, at at dusk, and and make mental note of what was damaged. Look first thing in the morning, and if there's any more damage, you know what happened overnight. If there isn't, yeah. then look tomorrow okay. evening, and and just monitor what when it's happening. I, I would almost guarantee you it's happening in daytime. The caterpillars, the, the thing, the grasshoppers, the other thing, those are day feeders. And the things that feed at night are, are not very active at this time of year. They're the ones that have to have moisture, the slugs, the snails, and other, mm-hmm. other such things. They're probably not out there now. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I'll see, I'll see what I can find. I, I won't guarantee anything in the next uh, 45 minutes, but, uh, but I might if I, if I can get a couple minutes uh, <laughs> okay. together. But but look up canna leaf rollers and uh, and and I would the search I would do would be uh, university um, 
I would probably put entomology and then canna leaf rollers. And, uh, and I'd put photos. I'd, I'd, I'd ask for photos in, in my search. And then oh, okay. keep, keep looking until you find one that, that the, the photo that looks like the damage you're seeing. And then look okay. at a whole page. And, and that's kind of the way I back into these things. I, I don't want to look at somebody's blog of what they had in their yard. I want to look at what a university reports on, on cannas. That's, that's where you can find okay. the best help. All right. All right. Good luck with Great. it. Thanks. I I hope that Thank helps. You. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. All right, Bye-bye. Mike in Rockwell, the next call up, and uh, then we'll uh, be talking to you, I hope, because we need another call or two. 888-787-KLIF. 888-787-5543. Call right now, please. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is my latest uh, book. It is it, it should be your go-to gardening reference. I hope it will be. I self-published this book because I just didn't want to work through a committee, didn't want to work through a publishing house, and I didn't want to put the book in stores or on Amazon. I just really had been I'd been kind of beaten up and abused by prior publishers, and I always left those relationships feeling like, gosh, I would have done it differently. I would have uh, I would have, I, I just wouldn't have done it that way. And and so I thought, well, I'm going to do it, do it my way this way. And the first step in that was to meet with Carolyn Skye and Cindy Smith, the best uh, editor and graphic designer with whom I had ever worked. And we met at a table uh, upstairs at Market Street in McKinney. And I said, here's what I'm dreaming of. And they said, we'd like to help. And boy, did they help. This book is uh, is 344 pages. That's what Carolyn got to edit. It's a hardback, 840 photos with the editorial. That's what Cindy got to lay out. Oh, bless her heart. It was printed in San Antonio, uh, not overseas, to keep fellow Texans employed. It is not in stores and not on Amazon. I got that wish. I wanted to sell it directly to you to keep the price down. I mean, I could have marked it like it would be priced in in uh, uh, in stores, and you'd say, "Well, it's a it's a nice book. It should deliver that price." I didn't want to do that. I wanted you to open the box up and say, "Wow, that's a really good book for that price." It's thirty six ninety five plus tax and postage, and that is not very much for a book of this quality and a book that will save you a lot of money in making the right plant decisions and doing things at the right time. Chapter 2 alone is a 48-page calendar telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. Do you know the best time to put out a control for white grub worms? You're in it right now. There's about a two- or three-week period, and that's what it tells you in the book. That's just one micro example. So anyway, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. Now, and, and you don't need to, you don't need to treat for grub worms unless you've had grub worm damage. Don't, don't go off on that one. Anyway, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening now in its fifth printing. Fifth printing is 40% sold out already. Goodness gracious. Thank you. I sign every copy as it sells and we put them in the mail from my garage to the post office to your mailbox. My wife and I do a lot of that work. And um, I do all the signing, of course. Two ways you can order it, since it's not in stores and not on Amazon. One is to call my office Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. And that number is 800-752-GROW, G-R-O-W, 800-752-4769. The other way, the better way, is to order it right now at neilsperry.com. Book is only thirty six ninety five plus tax and postage. It's at neilsperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Lens Landscape Lighting not only adds beauty to your home, it's also a demonstrated security enhancement. When it comes to your greatest investment, safety and security never look so good. And Lens Landscape Lighting also makes the curb appeal of your home shine even brighter after dark. Expertly installed outdoor lighting by Lentz ensures the beauty of your home never takes a night off. For more info, go to LentzLighting.com. That's L-E-N-T-Z Lighting.com. 
Nobody will do you a better foundation repair job than Advanced Foundation Repair. Their estimates are absolutely free. Their work is very affordable. They invite you to give them a call. 214-333-0003. Their work is guaranteed for the lifetime of your house. Do what we did. Call Advanced Foundation Repair. On the web, it's foundationrepairs.com. 214-333-0003. Advanced Foundation Repair. Homegrown goodness, that's what Mueller is all about. Mueller's been producing quality steel buildings and metal roofing right here in Texas for 90 years. Well, now you can grow a Mueller greenhouse right in your own backyard. They're easy to assemble, bolt together greenhouses come in five sizes, from 6x9 all the way up to a 12 by 21 foot greenhouse. They feature a galvanized steel frame with more than 30 designer trim colors from which to choose. With hail-resistant polycarbonate panels, lockable walk doors and windows, a Mueller greenhouse will let the sun shine in while it protects your plants year-round. Don't let the weather ruin what you've worked so hard to produce. Get a great greenhouse from a Texas-grown company. Visit them online at Mueller, Inc., Dot com. That's M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C dot com. Or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER, 877-268-3553. Mueller, Inc. dot com. Mueller means more. Mueller. Mueller Greenhouses. You're going to love it. I'm Mark Suriai from Mr. C's Ace Hardware in Hearst. When you need reliable, localized help in great lawn and garden products, outdoor power equipment, or hardware for your home, come see us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Mark, very, very much. We go to Mike in Rockwall. Mike, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hello, Neil. I got a live oak with a uh, main trunk of about six inches, and it looks like a tuning fork. You got two limbs that go vertical at the same place, one's a little bit bigger than the other, and you can tell it's the dominant. Should I go ahead and trim that lesser one off, or live oak's going to split on me down the line? They can in an ice storm because they have all of that leaf surface in in the uh, right. in the winter. And uh, if if that if there's one fault that live oaks have, it's it's the fact that they will split in ice storms. Um, before you do that, you might want to contact a certified arborist and have him or her look at it and see if it's vulnerable to that. The deciding factor, Mike, might be uh, if you can picture how it would look with that part of the tree missing. If you if you had that taken off, what's left of the rest of the tree, would it be completely misshapen? Um, if it if it wouldn't, then then yes, you should definitely take that off. If it would completely mangle the tree, then maybe you don't. Maybe you try to figure a way around it. I think you just answered my question. They're both almost vertical, and I think if I cut the little, it's a little bit smaller than the dominant, I think it will grow back because this is over in north Louisiana, and uh, it's grown like a weed. It's only about five years old. But, uh, okay, I'll try that. You know what you, know what you can do, Mike, is uh, you, you're probably not going to have a certified arborist right nearby to come look at it. So what you can do is um, you, can, you can take that part off. I'm going I'm to give you just a couple other tips. You can take that, that smaller uh, trunk off or smaller lead yeah. off, and you may have to do some other shaping on the on the the better side, the good side, we'll say, uh, to balance it out a little bit. And then you really want to encourage some new branching to go out to fill that void that is now there once you've removed sure. the, the bad side. And, uh, and, and so you want branches to go over there and fill in. Uh, you need to be very, very careful in how you remove that uh, uh, other trunk, the smaller trunk, because you, you want to leave a little bit of branch collar, you want to cut right. it at an angle so it will shed water, but you need to make that uh, cut close enough to the main trunk that it can heal across it, and and the the cut can be absorbed as that trunk gets bigger and bigger. That cut right. area will be absorbed by the healing and by the growth of the trunk. 
You don't want to have any decay go down into the trunk. That is the critical part of this whole process. Is, uh, is some of these what they call wound dressing, the black tarry paint, is that good or no? It is, it is required on oaks because of oak wilt, a disease that can, can get into the wood of oaks and uh, can, can kill the tree. Oak wilt is, uh, is active in spring and early summer. We're about two or three weeks away in Texas from the uh, beginning of the prime time for pruning oaks from mid-July on until uh, Valentine's Day. That's the best time to prune oaks. You don't want to do it in the spring or early summer. So from Valentine's Day until mid-July, that's taboo time for pruning oaks. You wouldn't want to do this right now, but you you can wait a little bit. But And the pruning sealant keeps oak wilt out. Exactly. I was going to hold off to like September, October, but uh, just a quick second question. Just moved out here to Rockwall about a year ago, and uh, black withers everywhere on the outside is what's the most what's the best insect i know guys and not, not available for homeowners is seven dust or are seven good i you know what i there is a uh, there are fact sheets from texas a&m entomology on uh, spider control uh, i would think that probably imidacloprid the insecticide imidacloprid i would okay. think would work on spiders uh, they I would don't look at me, but, but they've wigged out my wife. So, <laughs> well, I don't blame her. Are you sure it's black widows? Oh, they're big black with a big abdomen and the red uh, right. uh, hourglass on them. All right, I won't argue with that then. Well, <laughs> do, right. do the research. I would do this research. I would look up Texas A and M entomology black widow, and you'll find the fact sheet on them. Well, and, and let me ask you this. I have a jug, a gallon jug of chloridane. No, no, no. never been opened at all from back yeah. in the 60s. Yeah, I understand that. You don't need to use that for this. Okay. Yeah, all right. I don't, I don't want that on my podcast. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I have some pride left. Yeah. Have all a good right. day. Take care. Bye. All right. I don't want that one hung on my head. All right, let's see what we're going to do. Uh, let me let me get into my tiny garden tip. We have Suzanne in Arlington. She's going to be getting a large pot ready uh, for potting soil. That's going to be a I, that sounds like kind of a fun question. And then Mike in Lucas with an American elm. He's trying to plant some things beneath it for screening. And I have a secondary thing that I really need to talk to Mike about. We had American elms on our property, as in had. Summer, the time to add Cora XDR Vinca. You know what XDR stands for? If you've heard the ad before, I've done it a couple other times, then you do. But if you haven't heard that, you may be wondering, what, what's that mean? XDR sounds like the letters on a, on a car. Why do they put those on there? Well, I'll tell you. You add Cora XDR Vincas to your, that's periwinkles, you probably know that, to your flower beds and containers for extraordinary bursts of color in your landscape. And your local Callaway's Nursery has generous, gorgeous four-inch pots of these beauties, and they're on sale for a buck forty-eight, regular a dollar ninety-nine. Stop in today, discover their wonderful selection of blooming Cora XDR Vincas. The certified experts at Callaway's know that here in Texas, Cora XDR Vinca is an overachiever in providing long-lasting color. Cora XDR Vinca is a tried and true favorite. These heat and humidity-loving flowers add instant contrast, color, and rebloom all summer. They'll keep your flower beds lush and vibrant. In addition to their beauty, they're super easy to grow. And here it comes. You ready? The XDR stands for extra disease resistant. Founded in Texas by Texans, Callaways. You can always count on them to bring you the very best in plants and advice. Everything backed with their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Callaways offers everything needed for outdoor success. Visit any of their 24 breezy locations in DFW, including two new locations in Dallas on Greenville Avenue and Lemon Avenue. Short on time, they offer convenient curbside pickup or you can order online for delivery. Open seven days a week from 9 to 6 for your convenience. Go to Callaways.com to find a location in your community. Callaways Nursery. 
That's life lived beautifully. Callaways. Callaways.com. It's a non-stop news cycle. What happened to the building? Search and rescue teams working around the clock. Continue to pray for some miracles. Derek Michael Chauvin sentenced for the murder of George Floyd. Vice President making a trip to the border. New Delta Plus variant. Full coverage at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Real News and Information 570 KLIF. KLIF KLIF.com. Neil Spray's eGardens is my electronic newsletter. It comes from my computer to your email every Thursday, just a little after 6 p.m. We have about 75,000 people signed up for eGardens, and people really do enjoy it according to what they tell me. I think you will, too. If you want to see what it looks like, you can go to my website. That's where you sign up for it. We can't do that for you. You go to my website at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Click on eGardens and you'll see the latest uh, uh, issue, edition of it. That would be the uh, June 24th uh, issue. And uh, then just click on that and and uh, you'll uh, see not only that issue, but you also see the place to sign up for it. So that's exactly what eGardens is. There's always a story on the featured plant of the week. There's always the featured question of the week. And there always is gardening this weekend, where I point out the most important things to get done in that week, uh, that next uh, weekend. So all of that in eGardens, I think you'll find it very fun to read, and I hope you'll sign up for it. All of it at neilsperry.com. It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. We've been talking about ways you can improve your patio. Consider optional equipment. If you spend a lot of time on your patio, invest in a quality cooker, maybe even a full kitchen. You may want to do food preparation out there, and you need surfaces to allow you to do so. You might even build an old-fashioned barbecue pit that could double as an open stove to warm you on cool evenings in the spring or fall. If you've been wanting a spa, add it as you make your improvements. Put a fountain in place so you can enjoy the cooling sounds of bubbling water. Install a wind chime to let you know that the breeze does still blow even on the warmest summer evening. Landscape lighting can be the final touch. We've been blessed with many fine companies whose sole purpose is to help us get a second look at our gardens. If you work with a pro, you can get some really lovely light cast down on your patio. If you let the rest of your garden go essentially dark, the patio will look like some type of tropical oasis in the night, shrouded in black all around. I have more gardening tips for you each Thursday evening in eGardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. Sign up at neilsperry.com. Thank you, sir. I was doing a little hasty looking for uh, Sue Ellen in Waxahachie about the can of leaf rollers, and there are a couple of different uh, types of uh, leaf rollers. I think if you do just a little bit of Googling Sue Ellen, I think you'll get uh, the help you need there on the different uh, species and such. I uh, hadn't really realized there were... Uh, different types until two or three years ago. Uh, let me tell you about Ace Hardware right now, and I do this with a great deal of uh, enjoyment because they sponsor this program both hours and because they're also friends. They are very nice friends. They're your neighbors. They are people in your town who have gone out of their way to uh, uh, buy their stores and to stock their stores and to be in their stores to make sure that their stores meet the needs of their communities. They care. They care about your success and the projects that you're taking on. They want you to be successful, and that's why they are there, and that's why they hire the people that they hire. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer to find a great deal on Ego 530 cubic foot per minute 56-volt battery-powered blowers for $159.99 with your Ace Rewards card. The Ego Power Plus 530 CFM blower is the next big step up in power and convenience for Ego cordless blowers. Equipped with turbine fan engineering inspired by advanced aeronautics technology, the compact lightweight design weighs in at 7.4 pounds with the included uh, 2.5 AH battery. That's, what is that, amp hour? I think that's what the gentleman called last week and told me. The advanced Ego Power plus 56-volt arc 
lithium battery, uses industry-leading technology to deliver power beyond belief, and it's compatible with all Ego Power Plus products. Get up to 75 minutes of runtime on a single charge when used with the recommended 2.5 AH Arc Lithium Battery. Trusting me with all of this information just now is kind of like asking me to tell you about uh, ballet. I don't think I can do it properly, but I know good things when I see them. And Ego Equipment at Ace Hardware, that's the best of all. So go in and let them help you, won't you please? Local experts with trusted advice on quality products. You can rely on them. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. When you wake up... When you work, reopening our economy, when you drive home, this escalation of violence, what's happening right now, all day, update your day at the top and bottom of each hour, keep myself as updated as possible, on real news and information, 570-KLIF, com. My website is neilsperry.com. Simple as that, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. That's where you order my latest book, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. That's where you sign up for Neil Sperry's E-Gardens. You know, my attorney, I've had an attorney uh, once or twice in my life, just because there are times you have to have an attorney to get something done right. And uh, it's been many, many years since I talked to an attorney. But anyway, to my point, um, uh, said Neil, if you put your name on your products, you never have to uh, never have to go to court to claim your products. So that's why it's Neil Sperry's uh, Lone Star Gardening, Neil Sperry's E Gardens, and uh, that's why the uh, program here is Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Anyway, to my point, uh, you go to my website, neilsperry.com. <laughs> there you are. Um, and, and that's where you can sign up for, uh, eGardens and you see my frequently asked questions, 1,001 of my frequently asked questions and, uh, a lot of other things that I put on my website. So I hope you'll go there often, neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. I'm Dan Meyer from Salina Ace Hardware. When you need reliable, localized help with bug control for your home, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Dan, very much. Uh, my wife and I were in his store last week, and it is immaculate, and it's beautiful. And Salina, you are so lucky to have that store. Not that you don't deserve it. But it's a beautiful store. Thank you, Dan. We had our grandsons with us. We had Nolan, who is nine, and Joseph, who will be 12 this week. And uh, when we asked uh, uh, Nolan what his favorite uh, thing was that he got to do when he spent 24 hours with us, a uh, hardware store, he said. That was exactly it. He loved that. So anyway, uh, we go to Suzanne in Arlington. Suzanne, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Oh, hello, Neil. It's more than one pot. I am becoming a balcony gardener, and I'm going to have groups of several pots on our three balconies, ranging in sizes from, say, 24 inches diameter um, down to much smaller. But it's the bigger pots that take so much potting soil. And so I'm wondering if you can do the bottom part of that pot in something like packing peanuts, or something to cut down on the amount of potting soil one has to buy and lug around? I think you could. Or uh, another thing that I've done is I reuse potting soil. Uh, I, don't, I don't grow the 2021 bedding plants in 2020 potting soil, but okay. I'll use that 2020 potting soil in the bottom of a big pot. I know exactly what you're referring to, and I'll reuse it by putting it at the bottom of a big pot. But yes, I think you could do that. You might also consider buying tubs, uh, which are half size or three quarter size pots that aren't as deep if you don't need that much more soil. Um, oh, I see. But yes, you could, you could do that. You might also be able to uh, take a plastic pot or a nursery pot and turn it upside down in the bottom of the large pot and, uh, and just have some air down uh-huh. there. That sounds like it's such a good idea. Um, I, I will confess to you that that idea didn't exist 10 seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, seat of the pants what? broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, could I ask you one quick one on our yeah. um, our Baton Rouge uh, crepe myrtle, which seems to have come through the freeze just fine, but Wonderful. there's not even a s- sign of a bud on it. Is it in full sun? Well, it's it's in more sun than it was two months ago. We lost a very large tree that was that was shading it when it bloomed. <laughs> Okay. Well, they need they need full sun. Uh, did it freeze back and then come back from its roots? No, no. It's the whole tree came back. Okay, Baton Rouge is a is a miniature weeping, is it not? No, it's. I think it's an intermediate size. I think I bought it as a dwarf. It's not very dwarf. It's. Let's see. I'm looking at it. It's probably at least ten feet tall. That's not Baton Rouge that I'm aware of. Uh, I think that's oh, really? the Chopin and Wright variety. Yeah, let me go to the Creek Myrtle Trails website and see what we put it under. But uh, Baton Rouge is, uh, uh, is uh, I thought, along with the other Cajun names, the Lafayette and New Orleans and the others, I thought was uh, uh, one of the miniature weeping ones. Hang on well, just a second. Well, mislabeled. <laughs> well, mislabeled or misplanted. There's yeah. a complete list, and I'm on the complete list. Let me get to Boa. I like my high speed here. Uh, <laughs> Baton Rouge is a, a red that's less than three feet tall. Well, it's definitely red, but it's one yeah. three feet tall. Yeah, well, so I, I think I think it was mislabeled. So, uh, and and as far as I'm concerned, uh, from my experience of looking at them at uh, uh, at various plantings, all of the all of the miniature weeping, the the ones with the Louisiana names, boy, the loss rate on those this winter was was gigantic. They're zone nine. Their their winter hardiness is very very low. Oh, no, this one has has been here for several years. Yeah. And now let me let me let's not worry about what the variety name is. What was the question, or or did it depend on that? Just why it's really? not blooming. I'm sorry. Was the question why is it not blooming? Yes. All right. Um, I was in the World Collection Park uh, of our crepe myrtles. We're doing some major redo of it. And uh, I would say that uh, 10 to 15% of the varieties are blooming in McKinney at this point. You're a week ahead of us in Arlington, perhaps. But even at that, a week from now, I don't think we'll have uh, that big a percentage of our crepe myrtles blooming yet, the varieties. So I think just patience is the virtue now. And we don't know what variety you have. So, yeah. uh, yeah, so okay. I, I think that's it. I think it's just not ready yet. It's going to be a beautiful okay. year for crepe myrtles. They're just going to be a little later than usual. Right. Well, there are a lot of living around the neighborhood here, even uh, different varieties. So, I uh, understand that completely. A lot of them blooming in uh, in McKinney. Lipan is blooming right now gorgeously. My favorite yeah. crepe myrtle, Catawba, is barely starting. I mean, they, they are all over the map. There are 140 varieties of crepe myrtles, and I'd say probably right. eight or ten are now blooming. I, that we can have that discussion as long as you want, but that's that's yeah. the fact is they're not they're not at peak bloom yet. Yeah. So the okay. one you well, have, whatever it is, we don't know what you have, so we have no idea when it's going to bloom. Hey, I got to run. I hope that helps. Okay. Appreciate okay. your call. Let me go to Mike and Lucas. Mike, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hey, Neil. Pleasure Sound to like, you. Yes. How can I help you? Let's see. I I'm wanting to make an L shaped screen at the end of my driveway to conceal my trash cans and wood pile from my neighbors. Okay. And, and it sets underneath the canopy of an American elm, and it sets in the what would be the southwest quadrant of that canopy. So the western exposure of that starts to get sun about this time of day. But, of okay. course, the north exposure would, would, would never get sun. How and tall do you I, want the shrubs to grow, Mike? Well, either either shrubs or, or, or climbing vines. Uh, of course, um, climbing vines that stay green all year round might be, might be a little tough. But uh, six to eight feet. All right. In a heartbeat, uh, willow leaf holly without any blink of an eye willow leaf holly that's it i just that by god that's the one it would be for me it has it came through it came through looking like a million bucks i have pointed out so many times that my musician wife 
I said, yeah, I know. You've told me that, Neil. <laughs> All spring, you've told me that, Neil. They look so beautiful around North Texas right now compared to everything else. Now, other hollies look good. If you wanted something taller uh, than Nellie R. Stevens holly, if you want something shorter than Dwarf Burford holly, uh, if you wanted something uh, closer to a little more uh, 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 pyramid-shaped than Oakland holly, although it's slower to grow, um, but it would definitely be a holly because of the sun shade uh, factor. Um, most plants either have to have sun or shade, and, and the hollies will do well in sun, in, in sun or shade. Most plants have to have one or the other. Um, and, and they are just rock stars this year after what, what we had in February. You there? I appreciate your help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm here. I appreciate your help. And you, you were going, I know, I know what you were going to bring up about the uh, American elm that they they hollow out, and uh, I I uh, in, in, employ your sponsor on um, making sure it gets trimmed up every couple good. of years. Good, good. Uh, so I I am familiar. the The trunk diameter on this is probably just shy of three feet. I'm going to guess that it was probably a young tree in 1978 when this house was built. Yeah, so, ours ours at that time were mature. Our house was built in 77, and we had a 44 and a 48-inch. When the 44-inch one fell overnight, we didn't hear it. it. It was down in the woods. And had the other one fallen, it would have taken out my entire landscape and gotten clear up toward the house. They were well, huge, and so I just I saw the handwriting and had that sponsor take out the 48-inch one. It was quite a job. But uh, anyway, just keep your eye on it, and they'll do that for you. Yes, sir. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great day. Thank you, Mike. All right, let's see. Let me uh, – I need to move really quickly with, with Chris in Denton. Um, Looking at what I – yeah, I've got a couple of ads yet to do. Chris, let me, let me help you as quickly as I can on your squash. How can I help? Hey, Neil. Can you hear I, me? I do. Hey, I've got – good squash plants and one night they'll be okay and then i go out there the next morning they totally collapsed and then i've got squash that's coming off of it that are really good looking but the bottom half of them look like they're rotted or they're soft all right i can help you with both of those um i'm, I'm going to do a quick answer and then let you do a little bit of homework um, squash have huge leaves and so it's not uncommon for any plant with a large leaf uh to as much moisture as we've had and cloudy weather to look great at night and early morning and then to wilt when it gets really sunny and and 95 degrees so it may be nothing more than that it could also be squash vine borers like the call i had uh, about an hour ago so i want you to look up squash vine borers b-o-r-e-r the uh, referral I gave to that caller, because it's a difficult insect to control, and I want you to see how to identify it, the University of Maryland Extension Service has a wonderful fact sheet that they just put out about two months ago. So if you'll go online and look up squash vine borer, B-O-R-E-R, uh, University of Maryland, it'll take you right to that page. Uh, so those are the two things. The, uh, the rot that you are seeing Sounds probably, if it's, if it's uh, really decayed and has spores showing, that may be a fungal fruit rot. It could also be that they were not pollinated properly and just uh, are aborting, but I think it's probably a fungal fruit rot, and you need to clean the, the uh, dead fruit out and get rid of it and don't handle good fruit with, with your, after you've touched the bad fruit without washing your hands. Um, there are fungicides that can be used to get rid of that. So I must run. I need to get a break in. I've got a, a guest waiting for me, so let me, let me move on. But hope that helps. I appreciate your call, Chris, very, very much. I'm going to do a very short version of my book ad, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. You will not find it in stores. You won't find it on Amazon. It is a complete... Uh, a book in terms of everything you need to know to be successful in all kinds of lawns, landscapes, uh, uh, fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening for the Lone Star State. 344 pages. It's a hardback. It has 840 photographs, more than 25 multi-page charts. 
Sold 66,000 copies so far, and I've not had one request for a refund. It's only $36.95 plus tax and postage, and I will sign your copy. You only buy it from me, uh, either through my office at 800-752-GROW. That's weekdays, 800-752-4769, or you order it right now on my website at neilsperry.com. $36.95 plus tax and postage satisfaction guaranteed. And that is at Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. WBRoofing.com. For many, many years, I've told you about Baylor Scott & White Health. I've told you about them so long that it just used to be Baylor. (laughs) until they merged with Scott & White. And now they're Baylor Scott & White Health. They have facilities all over Texas. And I hope that you will get in the Baylor Scott & White Health habit. Our family certainly is. It all began when they saved our daughter's life at Baylor Plano back in 2005. And even as recently as Friday and and Monday, they're helping me with, with health issues. They help everybody. And they need to be helping you because you're part of everybody. And uh, they're just fabulous. Great doctors, great nurses, great uh, support staff. Baylor, Scott & White Health. Now, here is the important message for you. Uh, with, with your, and here is the app name, My BSW Health. My BSW Health app from Baylor, Scott & White Health. You can manage your health care your way so that you can take care of yourself and keep yourself in tip-top shape. It helps you schedule appointments, get test results, message your doctors, even handle care for others in your family, all on your schedule and from wherever you are. And you don't, uh, you don't have any challenges in doing it. It's easy. Just text the word BETTER to 88408 to download it to your iPhone or Android device. That's BETTER 88408. And that's Baylor Scott & White Health. Again, that's uh, text BETTER to 88408. Learn more at GetBetterTexas.com. I'm Mike from Grand Prairie Ace Hardware. When you need reliable, localized help in those great home repair products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. All right, Mike, thank you very, very much. And again, if you're in an Ace Hardware store today or tomorrow, anytime in the next few days, please ask for the manager or the owner and let him or her know that you listen to the program here on KLIF on the weekends or just say, hey, I listened to Neil on the radio. Thanks for sponsoring him. That's all it takes. And uh, right now I want you to meet our pastor. And when I say our, it's our family, the Sperry family pastor. Uh, we are more than happy to share him with a lot of other people. Pastor Tommy Brummett of the First United Methodist Church, downtown McKinney. Tommy, how are you? I am doing well today, Neil, and you? I'm doing well. We have prospects of a little cooler weather. Hooray for that. And rain, hooray for that. Yes, indeed. Yes, so indeed. A little doesn't... break. I, I, I went for a walk uh, about midday and the clouds covered the sun, and the breeze blew, and it wasn't quite as oppressive as it has been. Well, hallelujah. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for September, <laughs> although I don't want to give away any of the remaining 9 million months of my life. But I would, <laughs> if, if I start giving them away, it's going to be Julys and Augusts. <laughs> you yes, can have them. <laughs> so, so let's talk about church services first, then let's talk about bird baths. Tell us about okay. the church services at First United Methodist Church. So we have all of our services back, and uh, you can come uh, when your schedule allows. We have services at 8, 9, 10, 05, and 11, 10 on our main campuses. We have uh, two services at our Melissa location. All of that information can be found at sharingtheheart.org. That's our website, our nurseries back, children's Sunday school youth back. So we're, we're excited uh, to be with people again. Uh, if, if you want to wear a mask, you're welcome to. Uh, we have people that wear masks. We have people that have been vaccinated uh, who aren't wearing masks, and we're, we're just taking care of each other 
and moving forward together. Yeah, and, and Tommy, I might say that this makes it sound like we are a church of uh, 49,000 people that nobody will know. You will be known when you come to our church. You'll be greeted and carefully from a distance. Nobody's going to come up and start hugging you and doing all that stuff, but but you will be greeted and recognized. Uh, it happens to be a church that was built uh, uh, 100 years ago and then some, and uh, poor Tommy <laughs> fell victim to that because, number one, he's a wonderful pastor and preaches a great sermon. And then secondly, uh, we don't have a lot of seats. <laughs> so he gets to do it four times. And uh, we have two two contemporary services as well. So that's the reason for all of those different services. And the 1005 service is streamed online, so you can even watch and, and, and tune in from anywhere where you're uh, afar. So, Oh, yeah. We're, we're continuing our online services. We will continue those always. We have so many friends who worship with us throughout Texas and around the United States, and and uh, that's a that's a nice thing uh, to sure be able is. to do. So join and us while they're on vacation, weekend. yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about bird baths just a little bit because I know you're an avid birder. And how does one position a bird bath? It should not be out, I assume, in the hot hot sun. Is that correct? Uh, you know, I, I don't know really the details of that. I don't put mine in the sun. I put mine in a little shade away from any bushes where neighborhood cats might be hiding. Uh, but, uh, but, but yes, I put mine in the shade and I change the water regularly, Neil. I have three bird baths in my backyard. Uh, one is on ground and, uh, two are, are elevated. And to change the water and, uh, in my large bird bath, I actually have a little, battery-powered agitator that keeps the water moving, and that keeps the mosquitoes down. So dump your water out, clean it out, fill it up with fresh water. Uh, Your birds need water, especially during these hot months of the summer. And they like that motion that it creates. I, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I think we have the same agitator. It's the one from Wild Birds Unlimited, Uh and it Mm -hmm. just sets down in, and it just just spins around. It does its thing. Yes, 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 and the birds love it. Anything you can do with, to to make that water move or or to create the sound of water uh, with your moving water, it, it attracts the birds. You'll have more birds in your backyard if you provide water as well as food. Birds are looking for water at certain times of the year. They're looking for nesting sites. They're always looking for food. The uh, woodpeckers are active in our yard right now. I, I think they've moved in, Tommy. I, <laughs> they're there to stay, I believe, and I like that. I, they're my favorites. So anyway, and the blue jays. So it's uh, it's a great hobby. It really is a great hobby. So yes, it is. I have I have downy woodpeckers and blue jays and chickadees and lots of birds uh, this time of year. So uh, put out a little food, put out a little water, uh, make a little place, create a space, and you'll be blessed. That's a wonderful thing. Pastor Tommy Brummett, First United Methodist Church, downtown McKinney, sharingtheheart.org, and our friend. Thank you, Tommy. Bye, Neil. Bye-bye. All right, folks, I have enjoyed this very much. See you tomorrow morning at 820 on the dial at WBAP. Thanks for listening, Mike Bass. Thank you, sir. Happy gardening.